Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, T.A. Hey, D.A. Let me aboard that mothership. Permission to board that mothership, sir. Well, you know I had to slide through the intergalactic swag party. Hey, man, beam me up. What's going on, my brother, from another mother? Beam me up. You guys are the best. You guys make it. Permission to board that mothership. Mothership is connected. And you the man, T.A. Day to you, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four hour satellite soiree. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York, broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Jacksonville to Jackson Hole. Kalamazoo and water the way around the air. They listening, DA. Everything we saying, DA. Everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. It's a thirsty Thursday, is it not? It is time to cheers, toast, drink to the good stuff, and drink a lot. We shall. What's the good stuff, you ask? Anything in your life you want to toast to? Hashtag toast them. Toast them. Hashtag booskies. Do so by tweeting at me, DA, on CBS or on the phone at 855-212-4CBS. We will toast throughout the morning. And we will do our toast coming up here, hour number two, a little over an hour from now. Elsewhere this morning on the show, we've got... Quentin Richardson, former NBA veteran swingman. He's going to join us via the Knuckleheads podcast. Quentin Richardson Q is going to join us hour number four. And we are debuting a brand new segment here on the show. Over the last three weeks, I have seen some rough hours with a newborn. In fact, I'm still seeing rough hours with a newborn. And I've got a lot of movies now under my belt. I get made fun of a lot around here. Poked fun at for not being up to current date with a lot of pop culture. So I decided I'll take this opportunity in the middle of the night. And I will get caught up to date on a lot of movies that I just never saw and have just come out. And so this morning we debut 
Fatherhood at the Movies. It's kind of a knockoff of Mothership at the Movies. It comes your way hour three. I shall review the stuff I've been watching. Not all of it is kind, let me tell you. Coming up this morning in this hour in 20-minute sound check in 40 minutes. What's next for Chris Paul? It looks like his time in the desert is done. Speaking of the NBA, we begin with Game 3 of the NBA Finals. And the Denver Nuggets coming off Game 2 where they collapsed in the fourth quarter. The Heat came all the way back to snatch a series split in Denver. Then we're coming back home to South Beach. And so could the good times keep rolling for the Heat? Could they grab control of the series at 2-1? How would they then play at home? Last night, it was not the Heat who were most impressive. It was the Nuggets. And it is where we begin. You're cold open. Over halfway home now in the fourth quarter. Jokic hands it off over to Jamal Murray. Takes a long two. Jumpers up and in. 95-79 to Denver. You know, most people that uh, have watched the Nuggets play, you know, when I have a, a game like that, you know, I'm most likely going to bounce back. Bounce pass, top of the key over to Nikola Jokic. Jokic back over to Murray. Murray goes to the right hand, gets a pick from Nikola. Stops, throws it back to Joker. Head fake on the jumper. Drives in on Adebayo, shoots over him. Jumper's good! Denver leads it by 16 with three and a half to go in game number three. When you have a line that's never been accomplished before in, in finals history, what do you think of that? Um, to be honest, I just think uh, it's a win, you know, because if we lose, nobody's going to even mention. Even, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't care. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just a stat. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes! It's your cold open. Final score, Nuggets 109. Heat 94. It was all Denver, especially after halftime, and the Nuggets have a 2-1 series lead. You just heard Nuggets Radio, and then the two stars of last night, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Jokic was asked there about his historic line. This had never happened in the history of the NBA Finals. A 30-20-10 triple-double. Okay, this is the way that Jokic's night went. 32 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. Nobody, not Wilt, not Magic, nobody had ever had a 30-point, 20-rebound triple-double. So Jokic's brilliance just continues, and last night he did it again. But the story was last night the combo of Jokic and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray also had a 30-point triple-double. Now, he didn't get 20 rebounds. He got 10, but he had a 30-point triple-double. So sit there, hold on to your morning coffee on your way to work, and listen to this. We have never seen two teammates have 30-point triple-doubles in the same game. And it wasn't like the Nuggets scored 150 points in this game. They scored 109. We'd never seen a pair of teammates have two 30-point triple-doubles in the same game. Not of the NBA Finals. We had never seen it ever. Not in the NBA playoffs. We had never seen it ever. Not of the NBA regular season either. Never in the history of the NBA 
Again, I'll repeat, never in the history of the NBA, regular season, postseason, finals, have we ever had what we had last night. Teammates have dueling 30-point triple-doubles, and Jokic and Jamal Murray did that last night. And so the story of the night is that when it mattered, the Nuggets' two best players played at their very highest level and delivered. And as I said yesterday, as much respect as I have for the Heat and as much admiration as I have for the Heat, they simply can't keep up with that. And I think those that really respect the Heat want to make it seem like this is closer than it is in talent, and it's not. Spolstra is a wonderful coach, and he's better than Michael Malone. But it cannot overcome the fact that there's a very wide talent discrepancy here. And when the Nuggets' best players play at their best, it really doesn't matter what the Heat do. Now, the Heat also didn't play a great game last night. Jimmy Butler flogged his team for not having the right energy, and that was part of it. But they just don't have the horses to run with two guys that can both score 30. Even if Jimmy Butler scored 30 with the Heat, who would be your next best candidate to score 30? You're, you're hoping Gabe Vincent does that? I mean, it's just, it's not realistic. Bam? Okay, now we're talking about two guys in Murray and Jokic who will also dish out double-digit assists because we know that Jokic is automatic there. Again, I ask, if that's going to happen, that you're going to have two teammates score 30 and 30, then they both are going to have to dish out double-digit assists, one of them 20 worth, how could the Heat possibly match it? The fact is they can't. And then you add on that the Nuggets got a great game off the bench from a rookie in Christian Brown, and it's just too much firepower. It's just, it's just too much. Of all the people, Christian Brown comes in with 15 big points in 19 minutes, he was excellent. I just thought the Nuggets in general attacked the basket throughout the night. I thought what you had was a team that really wanted to be the aggressors, and they did exactly that. And I would also say this. I think that the Heat crowd last night was pretty paltry, was was not that great for an NBA Finals crowd, which is kind of par for the course for South Florida. It's a lot of people that want to be seen. It's a lot of pretty people. It's a lot of people that bring their dates. But in terms of getting loud, staying intense, staying in your seat, coming out of the break, coming out of halftime, I mean, most of the lower bowl was still half empty seven minutes into the third quarter. Well, that's a crucial time in this game where the Heat needs you to be loud and to get them their energy that Butler said they didn't have, and the, the Heat crowd was nowhere to be found. So, you know, it's just it's unfortunate that that happens with Heat games where... You know, you just got a lot of people that come out of the woodwork suddenly and, and spend a ton of money on their tickets, and, and they haven't gone to a Heat game all season long. It all combined to a 15-point win by the Nuggets last night, and now they lead the series two games to one. 855-212-4CBS, and on Twitter, DA on CBS. And let's just also note that we're two wins away from the script on Jokic and Jamal Murray changing dramatically. Dramatically. I think this postseason in general 
has changed the narrative on Jokic. I think people are now totally in on his genius. I think that has happened. It feels like that transition has happened. In fact, the TV ratings have been very good for this NBA Finals, which is kind of shocking to me. I assume because the Nuggets have flown under the radar all season and for the last couple of seasons that get them in the NBA Finals and people just tune out. Eh, who are they? Nope. Nope. People have tuned in to watch Jokic, and I think people are paying attention to just how historically great he is and appreciating him. I think the media's done a good job, actually, in this in this standpoint. We oftentimes wonder if our voices can be used for good, and I think in this case it is. When you have guys like Barkley, like Shaq, when you have guys like Stephen A., when you have guys on national radio and, and television broadcast and local radio and people writing about the sport, when everybody in unison is saying, this guy's amazing, people pay attention. And I'm not saying that fancy to be told what is good and what isn't, but I think the drumbeat of, no, this guy's the real deal has helped people realize, let me tune in, let me see what's going on here. And they have. And so this changes Jokic because if he finishes off this championship, not only do you have the two MVPs and the crazy stats, but now you have a ring to go with it and everybody recognizing the, the greatness that goes with the march to the ring. And I think that that elevates him to, wow, that's a special guy all times. A special guy currently, certainly, but all time, that's a special guy. And for Jamal Murray, if he wins a championship and he plays like this, then, you know, it does two things. Number one, it, it vaults him into a category of Jokic and Murray. Are they now the best duo in the NBA? Maybe because last night, again, they did something that nobody's ever done before. If they win a championship, you would have to then start saying, well, I mean, Best duos, best tandems, I mean, LeBron and AD, and there's a couple of others, obviously, that, that you would point to, but, you know, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, where do you start ranking Jokic and Murray? Are they the best? Are they one of the top three? I mean, it's in the conversation if if they're going to win a ring. And last night, look, they've had one really bad quarter, fourth quarter of game two. Otherwise... And and Murray wasn't great in game two overall. Jokic had 41 points. But this is this series could be 3-0. Probably should be 3-0. Okay, when we come back here on the show, we got a lot to get to this morning. We are smashing 10 pounds of stuff into a five-pound burrito today. We got sound check coming up here next. Your best audio of the day. Guess who's the Madden cover boy this year? We'll hear from him. And another moment in great radio history with JR and Shep. It's next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Well, thanks for being with us on this Thirsty Thursday. You can always listen to the show in podcast form. Want to hear the best of the show or the full four hours? We got you covered on both fronts. Just simply search The DA Show on your favorite podcast platform. When you find it, subscribe, rate, and review. That helps other people find the pod. Also in podcast form, my podcast, New York Accent, One Giant Step for Merez, and the PGP Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, which we will tape after the show today. Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. On to Soundcheck, your best audio of the day. We begin with this year's Madden cover boy, it being Bill's QB, Josh Allen. Here he is. This cover is, is going to be awesome. Western New York is going to be extremely thrilled for this, and I'm so happy that you know they're going to feel like they get some of the respect that they deserve. And this is a, a city that's contributed a lot to uh, to football, and it's such a great fan base, and they de- they deserve it a little bit, you know. And um, but I think that most importantly, they de- they deserve the Lombardi Trophy, and that's what I'm trying to bring here. And that's that's I'm going to work tirelessly until um, me and my teammates get that done. We've now had three really. Big seasons of expectations for the Bills, and they have not gotten to the Super Bowl. But for three years, we've had them as, are they the next? They should be the next. They will be the next. And last year, they were the betting favorites most places to get to the Super Bowl and to win a championship. And they have, again, kind of come up short year after year after year. Now you've got the Madden cover boy. Obviously, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody thinks they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but it's another season where big expectations in Western New York. Allen is right. They do deserve a title. If anybody deserves a title, it's Bills fans. They have been through a lot. A lot of emotional turmoil. A lot of emotional trauma. So they deserve it. The question is, will the Bills ever be anything more than a fun team that we know doesn't quite get it done. I don't play Madden anymore. I think my last year was 06 or 07, if I'm not mistaken. So I have not played Madden in a long time. Mirazzer, I know you're still playing video games. Are you still playing Madden? 
<laughs> Am I still playing video games? Three years ago called DA. Not with two kids, I'm not playing video games, no. Oh, I thought that now sometimes you decompress by playing video oh, games I, when they're both asleep. Um, no, I wish I did. No, by the time they go to sleep, I'm up for half an hour more watching sports, and then I'm asleep. He decompresses by falling asleep. I see. So when's the last? Do you remember the last cover boy of your? I think mine was Ray Lewis, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say Mahomes. So, I mean, it was relative 2019, 20, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, I haven't played in three years, though. There's been a number of Hall of Famers that have been on the Madden cover. I just mentioned Ray Lewis. Brett Favre has been there. Aaron Rodgers will get there. Larry Fitzgerald, Troy Palomalu. There, there's been a number of future Hall of Famers. Do we think Josh Allen will be a Madden cover boy, pro football Hall of Famer? Yeah, I think he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Wow, okay. I do. That's I, a big I, call, you know. Well, I, it does. He, you don't have to win a Super Bowl to be in the Hall of Fame. But I look, yeah, he's right, right now. He's one of the top. Maybe we'll agree, top three quarterbacks in football. He's been that way already for two years at least. I expect him to continue to be that for the next four or five years. I mean, if you go through a stretch of now seven, eight years, and you're in the top five quarterbacks in the NFL for terms of stats, I mean, you're going to end up in a Hall of Fame. But not guaranteed. I mean. There's a Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan thing. I mean, maybe Matt Ryan. I think both in. of those guys get in. You do. I do. I think that we we have completely changed, you know, the floor of what it takes, and we don't have any clue how to deal with the changing stats of passing stats. That I think at this point, anybody who's you know in that elite class of top three, five among their peers for even a short enough period of time is probably all a famer. So Matt Ryan's an interesting comp because, well, I guess Philip Rivers is too, because both those guys had good teams, and yet they never won a Super Bowl, and so you couldn't measure them on that to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It had to be longevity, Pro Bowls, All Pros, and if they were one of the best three to five QBs of the NFL for a long time. So that might be Josh Allen's comp. Because neither one of those guys was the best quarterback in the NFL. And I don't think that Josh Allen's ever going to be that when Patrick Mahomes is in the league. And I don't think Josh Allen's ever going to be that when when Mahomes and Joe Burrow's in the league. It just feels like those yeah. two guys are going to be a clip above Allen for the rest of his career. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but Ben Roethlisberger, you know what I mean? He was never one of the top two. Right, the rings. I'm looking for a, a quarterback that's in the Hall of Fame that was never the best quarterback in his league and didn't win a ring. You know, those are, Marino was always, was ne never won a ring, but he was always either the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks. So, you know, that's Fouts. I mean, I don't know, there's not many of them. Warren maybe. Moon, was he ever the best? Okay, Warren Moon's a good one, but Warren Moon also has the craziest career ever because he has a long NFL career and puts up great NFL numbers and also played four years in another professional <laughs> football league and put up crazy numbers. That's true. I, I just think we're in a spot where they're not going to only put Burrow and Mahomes in from this era. Put it that way. And if Josh okay. Allen's basically the next guy around there, I, I just, again, if his career ended next year, no. But I think that he's on a trajectory where it's fair to say we think he'll end up in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Here is Frank Vogel, who won a championship in the bubble with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now he's taking over the Phoenix Suns. What's his plan for the Suns? 
Now our guys are gonna hear that the number one habit that we develop all year is that we have to play harder and, and tougher and with more hustle than our opponents every night. Because if you, if you develop that habit over 82 games, boy, when you get come playoff time, you know, when every team's trying to ratchet it up, like it's already gonna be there for us, you know? So it's just something, uh, it's gonna be a way of life for us, you know, uh, from the, from the begin beginning of training camp uh, all the way into the playoffs. Yeah, we heard Vogel yesterday on the show saying some of the same thing. We're going to play so hard every night. No one's going to out-effort us. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you can say all those things, but in the NBA, you're never going to out-effort the other team every night. It's just, that's not the way the league is built. It's not... It's not one of those those sports because there's going to be load management. There's going to be nights where you're just off. It's a long season. Players take breaks mentally and emotionally. Players just, they're going to check out on a Wednesday night in Atlanta in February. It's just going to happen. So these are, this is the type of catchphrases that coaches use to convince themselves that they can change things. And maybe Frank Vogel does. I mean, there's no reason to believe that Vogel can't have success there. He's got two of the best players of the NBA, and he's won a championship, so that the guy's got some credentials, he's got some talent, but, I mean, it's just such an eye roll when you're, you hear NBA coaches, oh, we're all about effort, max effort, max effort, They'll, we'll never, nobody's ever going to play harder than us, we're going to commit every single night. No, that's not going to happen because it's the NBA, and even the best teams, even the best teams, have a handful of nights a year where it just looks like they're going through the motions because they're going through the motions. Finally, the iconic duo of JR and Shep try to come up with another iconic duo, a comic book duo, to compare Jokic and Jamal Murray to. Jokic and Murray last night had dueling 30-point triple-doubles in the Game 3 victory by the Nuggets. Here's the guys from last night. No, no, the, the, the newspaper guy from uh, Spider-Man, Jay... Peterman. No, no Jay Jonah, Jay uh. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> that's not bad. Way to pull that one out. Yeah, Jay, is that his name? Is that I, what it I'm is? I'm pretty sure. Uh, Commissioner, I mean, you can use the same movie, same plot. Uh, Commissioner Gordon and Batman, they make a good team. He never gets no, talked about. No, no, that's terrible, no, man. He, no, because you needed someone to kind of take on the press. You needed no. someone to be the conduit for what Batman was trying to do. And you no, know, Robin wasn't no. getting out in front of the microphone, so... No. D dynamic duo, you just said Batman and Commissioner Gordon? No. Yeah. No, it's Batman and Robin. Why does Commissioner... Why does Alfred and especially Robin, they get all the love, yet Commissioner Gordon takes bullets for Batman and never gets talked about in the same regard that Robin and, and Commissioner Alfred does. Gordon's riding Batman's coattails forever. <laughs> no, he's not. He's the figurehead. He's no, the one he's that's going to take the darts from the press. Nobody has ever looked at Batman and gone, oh, Batman and Commissioner Gordon. It's Batman and Robin. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can you can pot down the music. Okay. Can I just say, I just heard 45 seconds of the greatest radio of all time. <laughs> Shep conjuring up. Batman and Commissioner Gordon as an iconic duo is awesome. <laughs> it's freaking awesome because Commissioner Gordon takes the press on and shields Batman from the press. This might be the first Shep argument where he swayed me. 
And let me just say, yes, it's so good. I think Shep has a good point here. (laughs) I don't know if Commissioner Gordon's an iconic duo with Batman, but I do like the take that he doesn't get enough credit, that everybody always talks about Robin. (laughs) And do they talk about Alfred? I mean, I guess maybe. I mean, who's out there saying, hey, how about that Alfred? (laughs) But Shep going, Alfred gets all the love. But Commissioner Gordon deserves more. You know what? I don't hate that take. I do think Commissioner Gordon is largely undervalued and underrated in the Batman canon. Yes. he Yeah. He eats the you-know-what for Batman. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> so he's basically like the offensive line of Batman. Yes, he is. Now, the problem with this comp is... <laughs> I mean, Jokic and Murray both talk to the press constantly, so it's not like not like somebody else is avoiding and then you need the Commissioner Gordon. So I don't think the comp works, but I do think that Gordon is a better right-hand man than Batman than, than Robin. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, see, they both have a good point here. When anybody says Batman and, it's always Robin. So JR is correct. Nobody ever says Batman and Alfred. <laughs> 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 but, but. Robin kind of gets a free pass. He really does. What does Robin really do? You can go through any of the Batman iterations. We can go back to the 1960s campy TV show. And he's, I mean, who knows what, what they're framing him as, what his relationship with Batman is in that TV show. It's weird. Very weird. Then you move into the Batman movies, and he's not even in the movies until number three, I think. They don't, Tim Burton doesn't use Robin in the Michael Keaton Batmans. When Robin does make an appearance in the movies, then it's Chris O'Donnell, and he's a chump. And now, is Robin even in these movies? He he was in the the last three with. um, Oh, wow. With Christian Bale. Right. That's what I was going to say. And I don't recall the third one. I know the Joker one and the one with no, the Bane. The third one's with Bane, yeah. The third oh, one's okay. With Bane. So I, he's I'm not in that one. one. No, he's not in the Bane one or the Joker or the Heath Ledger Joker one, the Dark Knight. No. Now, he might have made an appearance when Affleck is the Batman. I've now checked out of the new Batmans. Uh, yeah, I have too. I have too. Affleck's a Batman. Maybe Ryan Reynolds is a Batman. There's another Batman in but, there too nowadays. But either way, for those big box office, you know, hits if they are right in that movie and go we don't need robin then how can you you know say he's the guy he's not the guy the five best batman movies the first two with michael keaton and the three with christian bale none of them have robin so robin does skate he does get a free pass he doesn't do much so shep is right here in that way shep is right that we need a better number two for Jokic's Batman. <laughs> and maybe that is Commissioner Gordon. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> Batman and Commissioner Gordon. Maybe Aaron Gordon as Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> Mraz is back after a couple of days away. So we were all planning to get the team back together on Tuesday of this week when both me and Bilotti were back off of our paternity leave. And then suddenly... The bottom dropped out on Tuesday, and Mraz had a sick tailor and uh, his daughter, not the guy that, that worked <laughs> on the holes in his pants. Correct. And Bogish then had to fill in for Ryder. Okay, and so then the next day, Wednesday, we're thinking the, the band's going to be back together. Bogish is back, but then Mraz is out. He got 
the bug that Taylor had. So then Thursday comes around. We think, okay, now we got the whole band together. But now Bogus is out. Boyle is in. And tomorrow, same thing. So we won't have the band together the entire week, will we? That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. After me and Bogus spent four hours on Monday hyping up that the full band will be back together the rest of the week. It's hard being a hard hat guy, guys. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what. None of us can punch in as hard hat guys this week. Me and and Bilotti come closest. Let's let's calm down. I think we come closest. You should see my current schedule. It is not pretty. <laughs> yeah, the email at 2.30 a.m. was a big tipping point. I would, I would... tell you, <laughs> taking a nap before the morning show is never a good schedule to be on. No matter what all of our schedules are, I would clarify 2.30 is a must time for all of us to be sleeping, and I could not believe I got an email from you at that time. Oh, yeah. It's never a good thing when you're waking up for a 6 a.m. show and you've had to take a nap right before the show. Oh, man. That's... No, it's not good. But neither here nor there. We're soldiering on, and Pat Boyle is in, and uh, he's actually got headlines this morning. So, Pat Boyle, good morning. Good morning, DA. We're sponsored by HelloFresh. Shake up dinner time with HelloFresh. With 40 weekly recipe options, there's always something new to try. Get 16 free meals plus free shipping with code SKATE16 at HelloFresh.com slash SKATE16. Uh, it's just uh, historically absurd at this point what Nikola Jokic is doing. Murray goes to the right hand, gets a pick from Nikola, stops, throws it back to Joker, head fake on the jumper, drives in on Adebayo, shoots over him, jumper's good! Denver leads it by 16 with three and a half to go in game number three. 30-point triple-double for the Joker. He finished with 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 dimes. The Nuggets took home court advantage back last night, a dominant second half. They beat the Heat in game three, 109-94 in Miami. There's only ever been five. 30, 20, 10 playoff games in NBA history. Jokic now has three of them. Wow. And, t- and two of them in this postseason. The other two are Kareem and Wilt. So not bad company at all. So Kareem has one. Yep. Wilt has one. Jokic has three. Yeah, and two of them in this oh postseason. That's but, incredible. Yeah, but hey, they're just stats, right? To be honest, I just think it's a win, you know. Because if we lose, nobody's gonna even mention. Even I mean, to be honest, I don't care. Uh, it's just uh, it's just a stat. But hey, lost in the shuffle of Jokic's greatness. Uh, Jamal Murray had a thirty-point triple-double, ten boards and ten assists for him. Murray and Jokic become the first duo to ever drop a triple-double in the same NBA Finals game. Uh, Aaron Gordon with just a, a double-double, so very lame there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Miami, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo combined for 50 points, but just like in Game 1, they did not hit enough shots. 11 of 35 from deep. Game 4, Friday night back in Miami. That's Stan- the series, by the way, Game 4. Oh, yeah. Because so th- if, the, if, if the Nuggets go up 3-1 and go back home for Game 5, this thing is a wrap. So, Mraz, would you say that is a can't-lose for Miami, or is it a must-win? Oh, it's a can't-lose for Miami, Or is for it sure. a gotta-have it? Yeah, or Bogus introduced the well, you're out a nice to have it. There's now four things you can call. <laughs> nice to have it. I don't think in the NBA Finals there's any nice to have it. Oh, I think yeah. Game Four actually to fit Bogus would be a nice to have it for Denver. They still have a couple more at home. It's a nice to have it for Denver. Oof. Yeah, I guess it's a nice to have it, but two two versus three one is dramatically different. So I think it's a little bit more than a nice to have it. I don't. I think if you're up three zero, <laughs> game four is a nice to have it. Well, Denver doesn't gotta have it. <laughs> they don't 
must win this, and they, it's not like they can't lose. So I do think it is a nice to have it. Okay, so that's the so if you're up in a series, the only thing that you can do is nice to have. It. Well, up early in the series. I mean, yeah, it gets to the point later in the series. It's more than nice to have it. <laughs> Jeez. Stanley Cup final takes center stage tonight for game three. The series shifts to sunrise. The gentleman's mop and the nice to have it. That's what we've contributed to the sports no, lexicon. There we go. Yeah, nice to have it at least was bogus, not me. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, game three, series shifts to sunrise. The Panthers got smoked the first two games in Vegas to the tune of a combined score of 12 to 4. However, Panthers coach Paul Maurice confirmed that Sergei Bobrovsky will be back in net after he has carried Florida for most of this postseason. Panthers defenseman Ratko Gudis also expected to suit up after he left game two early on when he was rocked by a clean hit from Ivan Barbashev. That's Gudis news for them. Oh, boy. Uh, who would, who would have funny. been. Who would have been the goalie if they didn't start Bobrovsky? That's a great question. I mean, so that is, I don't. Matter, I, I think right? he's played every single game. He got pulled in game two. Yes. So whoever yeah. came in, and that's when I, that's totally, when I tuned out. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, what, is there another decent option oh. that they have? Where they no, Alex be, Lyon. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, it's got to be Bobrovsky. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. Is that is that who came in goal? Must Morales? have. I was tuned yeah, out. It is. Necessarily. Alex Lyon. All right. Can't say I've ever heard of him, but uh, <laughs> over to baseball. Hey, don't count out the A's, guys. Back-to-back blowout wins. No, they now they beat the Pirates again yesterday, nine to five. Okay. Pittsburgh starter Rowanzi Contreras got lit up like a Christmas tree. Just one out and giving up seven earned runs. The Pirates have come back to earth. They started the year twenty and eight, and even though they came into this series with the A's on a six-game win streak, they're now thirty-two. And 29. In San Diego, Juan Soto with his first career five-hit game as the Padres smacked the Mariners 10-3. And a lot of hype about Ellie De La Cruz. He made his Major League debut back on Tuesday. And then last night, he did this. He did get his first Major League hit, which happened to be the hardest hit ball by a Red this year. 112-mile-an-hour double off the right center field wall, and he hammers this. High and very deep to right and way out of here. To the back of the sun deck. Ellie De La Cruz's first big league homer. Oh, it's a monster blast. And it ties this game at two. Yeah, 458 feet. It was Woo! in the back row of the bleachers in this right center field. This guy awesome. Yeah, 115 miles an hour off the bat. And he has sparked Cincinnati. They beat the Dodgers 8-6 to six last night. Uh, I know you guys are going to talk about this later, but we had two smokeouts yesterday. The Tigers and the Phillies banged in Philly. <laughs> And then the White Sox and the Yankees because of the hazardous air quality that uh, lovely Quebec, Canada has brought us here. Yes, also known as Pat Boyle's dorm room. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking weed, spreading seed, and winning Winning bets. bets. Now, now, again, guys, I'll give you some football news uh, in the next hour, but to finish off here, you know, you got to be careful about spreading that seed. Zion Williamson is in some trouble. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're going to use you as a uh, star witness at top of the 7 o'clock hour Eastern time, so in about 20 minutes from now to talk about the Zion Williamson story yesterday. Okay. All right. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> By the so- way, Brandon Cristal, our friend from Denver who covers the Nuggets and the Broncos, has been listening, and he texted me, D.A., Michael Malone is Commissioner Gordon. By the way, most superheroes don't talk to the press other than Superman, who has an unethical relationship with Lois Lane. <laughs> That's a good point. 
That's a pretty good point. Uh, to finish up here, I know you guys are going to talk about this as well coming up, so I will just tease it here. Chris Paul and the Suns could be parting ways. Apparently, Phoenix uh, might be waiving Chris Paul before his June 28th contract deadline guarantee, but Paul's reps apparently want to have a decision from the Phoenix front office before that. And then quickly, some football news here. The Tennessee Titans will host uh, free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins on a free agent visit here coming up this week. And then finally, uh, not so fast with the Jaguars being London's team of the future. Apparently, Jacksonville has proposed a uh, renovation of what they're calling the Stadium of the Future, which would be a multi-billion dollar project uh, that includes developing the area around TIAA Bank Field uh, to possibly keep them in Jacksonville. And that's what I got for you. All right. More when we come back on the DA Show. Can you imagine Sean Morris being Wade Daly? Right there, <laughs> Dennis. Right? DA on CBS Sports Radio. The capper, Tim Capstraw yesterday, NBA analyst. Asking whether Moraz would ever be Wade Daly at work if we were talking about heat culture. Apparently they do that down in Miami. You gotta wait every single day. Imagine that, Mirage. You walk Get into the CBS Sports Radio studios, we weigh you in. Get lost, Capper, with that. I'm not getting on a scale every day. Just it should to- be noted that I invited Capper to Bob's bar, and he said he'd love to make it. If he does, he would make the early shift. I said, You can stick around the rest of the day. <laughs> he said, No, I would come in early. So maybe we'll see Capper there. Okay, I love it. I love it. I have a major conference call with somebody else from about Bob's bar later. Capper could put down some beers. I've never yeah. seen it in person, but he talks often about it himself. So I, I trust him. <laughs> you can always listen to the show on your phone. Use the free CBS Sports app or the free Odyssey app. Either one streams the DA show every single day and the rest of CBS Sports Radio. The free Odyssey app also has all of our podcasts. And you can pause, rewind, and fast forward live radio. Chris Paul, according to the Bleacher Report, is reportedly going to be waived by the Phoenix Suns. He has two more years left in his deal at $30 million per, but if the Suns waive him before the end of the month, they only have to eat $15 million of that coming up this season. So they're going to waive him, and this is not all that surprising. He came off his, his worst year ever last year. And I think the only value that he really had for the Suns, who transitioned from... Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul to Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Kevin Durant is that Chris Paul's been a respected veteran, depending on who you believe. He's very well liked and very well respected or not so much. I know Bill Ryder doesn't have much love lost for Chris Paul. He's been his own personal punching bag for years. But that Chris Paul is a guy that settles things down and does talk to the press like Commissioner Gordon and does help your younger players and all that stuff. And so that that would be what you would risk in in waiving Chris Paul for a team looking for that elusive championship. But do you need his basketball? No. He's coming off a career-worst year, and he's 38 years old. And if you watch Chris Paul over the last couple of seasons, you've seen his effectiveness wane year by year, season by season. And if the Suns believe that, okay, the guys are ready to fly on their own, then it's a total waste of money for Chris Paul to be on your roster. 30 million bucks? 30 million? 
And now that you've added, you know, Kevin Durant, there's a lot less of that money to go around. So not that surprising that this is the end of Chris Paul. And so now it's where is his next fit? I saw the Chicago Bulls as a fit for Chris Paul. What's going to end up happening was that was his best chance at a championship and he's going to retire without one. Which, you know, there's been like a lot of sonnets written about Chris Paul. He's going to be the greatest basketball player ever not to have a championship. And he's always got to wear that. He's been asked about that. And yes, you, you love if the story ends happily for Hall of Famers and Chris Paul's certainly one of those. But, I mean, there's been plenty of guys and those better than him in sports that have not won a championship that I feel a lot worse for. Barry Sanders, for instance. I mean, Barry Sanders never made a Super Bowl. At least Chris Paul made an NBA Finals. Also, you would never blame Barry Sanders for not getting to a Super Bowl. It was never his fault. It was the rest of the team. Whereas Chris Paul was front and center of some horrific collapses, namely in Los Angeles. Paul also led a series, a Western Conference Finals, 3-2 over the Warriors. Now, Paul got injured at the end of that series, so you can't really blame him there. But, you know, he's been on teams that have collapsed. So, I I don't know. I I just don't feel as bad about the fact that Paul's going to retire without a championship but I suppose he could gravy train his way to one if he just waits out with a veteran's minimum or a really low, low-risk salary on a team that could win a title. You know, this happened with all those guys in Cleveland with LeBron where they just, or Miami really, where they, they wanted to just wait for a championship so they signed for this really small one-year deal in Miami or Cleveland to try to get that title. That could happen for Chris Paul, but he'll never be a main cog on a championship team now that they're going to waive him. When we come back, John Moran and Zion both had hell of a days yesterday. DA, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.